0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Sullivan & Son Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. And I'm Mark Sullivan. I have been waiting to talk about this since Saturday night when it happened. We finally had the McGregor-Mayweather fight, and it was glorious. Well well worth all the build-up all the time. And for those of you that spent money, <laughs> it was worth the money spent because I, I didn't spend any, but uh, $100 pay-per-view, I, I would have been okay with it. Uh, it was showing for $40.
1: As a student in college, <laughs> you would have been okay flipping out a hundred bucks for it, it, a... was,
0: it was better than the Pacquiao fight, that's for sure. And then it was $40. Did you watch that one? No. Okay. I didn't watch, not live, at least. And then it was $40 at the movie theater, my local movie theater, and I would have been fine paying $40, but I got it for free, so.
1: You don't seem like the average college student. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it was just it was really entertaining, and I know we've talked about it a little because it's it happened almost what five days ago now, so we had to talk to it, talk about it before before we got to do the podcast. But it was a really good fight. Uh, the judges had it; two of the judges had it pretty much all Mayweather. They had one round from McGregor, and then one judge had like I think three rounds or two rounds for McGregor. I thought he did really well. I thought he won at least three because in the early goings he was he was throwing and he didn't connect on a ton of them, but he was the only one throwing any punches. So. Now, for
1: those who who aren't following this at all, you had, certainly it was a big fight on Saturday between these two boxers, or one would be a boxer, one would be a UFC fighter, and then uh, the outcome, of course, was that Floyd Mayweather Mayweather won his fiftieth bout, fifty and O. Uh, undefeated in his career, and won in by a TKO, TKO technical knockout, when the ref, referee stopped it in the 10th round. So people who are going, what in the world are you talking about? At least have some background there with some information. <laughs> right, it was... Like your mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Most people, myself included, other than some diehard maybe UFC or McGregor fans... I, I, there was no way McGregor was going to win. I thought last until <laughs> the 10th ten round was pretty impressive. Um, if he had gone the distance, that would have been really, really impressive. But against Mayweather, not so much because uh, yeah, that's how most of his fights end. I mean, he, he ended his career with 27 knockouts, which is a little over half of his fights were knockouts. So I I know you haven't seen this yet. Did you... Did you go back and watch it at
1: all? Did you think the ref stopped it too early? I have not watched it. Uh, from what I read and what I heard, it seemed like the stopping point was at the. It was an appropriate stopping that he was just getting his head beaten in in that round. Right,
0: and McGregor makes a fair point. Uh, he was he was claiming that it wasn't damaging him; that he was just it uh, tired, and so it would make sense. He was about five minutes past how his longest fights go, and UFC fights almost never go 25 minutes. They're usually done in in around 10 or 15 depending on if they're championship fights or not. And so, I thought it was fair for the ref to stop it because he wasn't going to win on points. At that point, he was out of gas. He wasn't throwing barely any punches, couldn't couldn't defend himself. So, he's not going to knock Mayweather out of it. It, the the fight's over. And so that's why I was fine with it. I I think it would be. It could have gone on, and I can see that as fair criticism. But it just saves May, uh, McGregor damage down the road. He uh, he showed uh,
1: sportsmanship after the uh, fight, which was unlike anything he showed before the fight uh, in the lead up to it. Uh, yeah, by true. giving Mayweather his uh, kudos for for the fight, which surprised me. Again, I think that. <laughs> mcgregor is if he's nothing else is a a, a a what's the word i'm looking for showman that's the word i'm looking for yeah. he's a showman
0: and that's that's the mentality i had going into this so the fact that it was i don't know if mayweather did it on purpose he claimed uh, in the post post game or post fight interview he said i was gonna let him win the early ones i was gonna let him fight and i was gonna let him himself tire him out and I I tend to believe that because it it makes total sense as a fight plan, don't get hit at all for nine eight rounds, <laughs> and then when the guy can't even hold his gloves up anymore, it, just punch him, <laughs> because McGregor wasn't even didn't even have his hands up, couldn't move, was just standing there getting punched, and uh, I'm I'm sure no matter what boxer that is, you're getting hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah. So well, we can move on from there to. Well, I just, I had one more thing that I
0: thought was really funny. I saw this tweet, and the guy said, y'all thought this was a good fight for $100. Wait till my wife finds out how much I paid for it. <laughs> so, a lot, a lot of humor from this, uh, and I thought it was wildly entertaining. Um, I, I didn't really watch any of the undercard. I actually uh, took a nap during that, because it, it didn't go on until, like, It was like midnight Central or 11 p.m. Central time. It was late.
1: You said there was a delay because there were so many people signing up to to watch it. There was uh,
0: the cable providers in some areas. I don't know if it was everywhere. We're having trouble meeting the demand. So I'm sure both these guys are going to be super rich after this and...
1: As if they weren't beforehand. Well, I
0: mean, we don't really know. I know McGregor didn't make a ton in UFC, and Mayweather was having tax troubles, so.
1: Oh, that's true. (laughs) Uh, I think Mayweather made enough. I think probably just needs to come attend our FPU that begins September 24th (laughs) if you're out there, Floyd Mayweather, and and join us on Sunday afternoons. We'll
0: even waive the $100 sign-up fee just for you.
1: (laughs) Well, we always want someone to have some skin in the game, so maybe be still be $25 for them.
0: <laughs> You'll have to do some yard work around yes, the church.
1: Volunteer <laughs> at Trending Upward.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of uh, interesting financial uh, woes or gains, I know I just pointed this out to you, but LaMelo Ball just got his own signature shoe. You can buy it for the low, low price of $395. Via the big baller brand.
1: So you're saying that he's not earning money the way most teenagers do by flipping burgers at the local (laughs) Golden Arches?
0: Well, for his sake, I hope he's making no money off this because I'm sure the NCAA will nix his eligibility because he's 16 years old. When he goes to try to go to school, if he made money off of his likeness or off of anything basketball, I think that compromises his eligibility. I did not realize that. Yeah, and and it was kind of a cavalier attitude by LeVar Ball. He, uh, let's see, let me get the quote up. He said, when asked about if this will affect his son's college eligibility, LeVar Ball stated, and I quote, we'll worry about it when we get there. Who cares? If he can't play, then he can't play. Doesn't mean he'll stop working out and getting better. And I thought this was really interesting approach for a father to take Obviously, I get it if he can make money off the shoes, but I just thought it, it 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 could be jeopardizing towards his son's career and future potential earnings, and it just seemed like an odd approach to it.
1: But it seems a bit uh, uh, not the word trivial, but he seems to be taking a very cavalier. <laughs> That's approach. That's
0: exactly what I said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the fact rewind that the
0: tape like forty five uh,
1: seconds. The fact that he's not considering. <laughs> Uh, that he's saying, well, we'll worry about it then, seems like a very short-sighted approach to...
0: Right, yeah.
1: Because you have to play at least... You can't be 19 or play one year of play one year in college to be eligible for the NBA draft unless is they it, change the it, rules. I thought
0: it was uh, one year removed from high school, no matter your age. Oh, okay. Because you could be older and be 19. I, I think you still have to be... The, the The phrasing was one year removed from high school. Right,
1: so, you know, certainly playing even with the... People in college would improve his skill set. So I th- again, it just seems awfully uh, short-sighted from him. And it just it 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 went with the the Lonzo
0: Ball. And this is this is somebody else. I don't really like talking about LeVar Ball because he gets enough chatter on multiple networks, and it bothers me because his his one son hasn't even done anything in the NBA yet. But it it's by rejecting. You know, it's all just sources saying, but there were sources that said Nike offered this, Adidas offered this, and none of them were lifetime contracts. So I don't know why you wouldn't take that, whatever they're offering you, millions, and be signed with their shoe for a few years. And then if your son is a star, then you can make your own shoe. It just seemed like an odd approach to turn down probably what was a few millions guaranteed for, who knows, three to five years, but we'll see. I do, I do actually, the one thing that I could see being beneficial coming out of this is uh, challenging the NCAA on its amateurism policies in terms of them making money off these athletes who are bringing in billions for a non-profit.
1: Right, right.
0: And then, this also plays into it, the Los Angeles Lakers being fined for... The Paul George incident. Did you hear any about that? Or? I did
1: not hear anything about it. Bring me up to speed.
0: Okay, so you know Paul George when when he was coming into the, the final year, he was basically said, "I'm not going to come back to Indiana," and he even explicitly said, "I'm going to leave at the end of this season and go play for the L.A. Lakers." And obviously, <laughs> Indiana wasn't too happy about a player saying, "Yeah, you have no chance. I'm going to go play with these guys." Like it destroyed his trade value, uh, realistically. And so they were. They were. The league was investigating whether the the Lakers had promised Paul George anything. And I think they they, they fined him only 500k, which it sounds like a lot, but they could have lost draft picks up to five million, or lost the rights to sign Paul George in the future. And so I think I think there was like a text sent from Rob Palinka, the GM of the Lakers, and. I think he said something about to 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 Paul George's agent about hey he should come play for us or something. So relatively minor,
1: but it it probably does show a level of tampering and certainly a level of interest on the Lakers' part. I think
0: you got to take a hard line on it so that you can't if you don't punish them at all, then you're saying oh go ahead text players' agents say we'd love to have you come whenever you're a free agent. So that's not cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you want to take a, a trot over to baseball? Just a quick uh, update. Sure, the I, one, the one sport that's actually playing right now. Right, and we can talk. about Getting that. into playoff territory here uh, again. The uh, John John Car- uh, Carlo Stanton watch in terms of where he is with his home runs. I think I don't know what his pace is, but he he's at fifty one as of this week. So I saw still, his pace
0: was at like sixty three.
1: Okay, the last time I was going to say still, still on track, which In means nothing. Opinion, still, you know, you yeah. got to hit
0: sixty three.
1: You still got to, yeah. Doesn't matter about pace. You got to hit. He's got to hit at least ten more to. Everybody tie who, Roger Maris. everybody
0: and, who homers on opening day is on pace to hit one hundred and sixty two. So
1: correct, <laughs> but he's been on a tear and and doing that, uh, continue that. One. So. I'm actually rooting for him to pass it by. I think it would be fun to see him go by Roger Maris as uh, the only player not roided up to do it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I know
0: you had mentioned him. Are you about to talk about it? I was. Yes,
1: I'll let you take, take it away then. Okay. So the the other player who, in my opinion, has come out of nowhere because he, he's called up and, and uh, has had a phenomenal start to his major league career has been Reese Hoskins, R Y H S, pronounced Reese, Reese Hoskins, playing Is it for the R-H-Y-S? Philadelphia R-H-Y-S? What did I say? R Y H S. Oh, I did the R H Y S. I can't read. So he's uh, set a major league record by hitting 11 home runs in his first 18 major league games. So <laughs> what a phenomenal tear. Seems like a. a, a and that's that just
0: shows how great Stan is because i hadn't even heard this that is incredible 11 homers in eight, your first 18 games right, in major right. leagues and and he, he's not even being talked about that much no
1: no and i think part of it's because of when he's come up you know he usually you'll start hearing about players you know you hear about the Aaron Judds before they you know the season starts they're talking about him in spring training and so you watch them all through that time frame Very and this true. guy gets called up in the middle and he's of the playing season. for the Phillies right yeah that also <laughs> doesn't help him at all at this point I think they're still in last place but I can't you have to check that and you mentioned an interesting fact about
0: he out homered a team
1: yeah in that then that stretch of 18 games he hit more home runs than the the uh, San Francisco Giants during that same <laughs> time frame. They Barry Bonds back. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> One other noteworthy worthy thing going on in the major leagues, and I know we're both really excited because we're big fans of this. I'll always be a fan of him, even if he never comes back to the White Sox, but Chris Sale hit 1,500 strikeouts, and he's the fastest pitcher to do it.
1: By in the, innings, you said in the brought,
0: so the the metric is innings. It's not by age or seasons. So I can't remember all the exact numbers. It's around like I I can't remember how many innings it was, but uh, he's number one on the list and he's got some pretty uh, high esteemed company. He's got Kerry Wood was second, um, kind of a lost career there, and then I think it went Pedro Martinez, then Nolan Ryan. It was phenomenal, right? You got three Hall of Fame guys: Pedro Martinez, uh, Randy Johnson, and Nolan Ryan. So. At this point, he's his trajectory is Hall of Fame, and um, I couldn't be uh, more happy for the guy. Uh, we got fleeced in that trade, but <laughs> but uh, I, I get what they're thinking was trying to get young guys to build. But man, that guy is a really good baseball player, and he is just turning it on for uh, the Red Sox. They've now, at the time of this recording, they're five and a half games. Ahead of the Yankees.
1: Well, so. and he, he still leads the American League in wins at this point. He's got 15 uh, wins to go with his six losses. And he's second in ERA. With 2. I mean, I don't want to jinx ERA. it, but it's, it's Cy Young. At, yeah. at this point in the season, he's got it really locked down AL Cy Young. Don't you, well, I think the only person who probably could challenge him at this point would be Corey Kluber, who, whose ERA is a little bit better than his. But, yeah, uh, he's he, he's on a tear. I think he's going to get his first uh, first Cy Young at this point.
0: Well-deserved. Well, deserved. well I, I know that we've talked about it before, but the Canadian Football League, they have this, uh, it's in their rules, something where they can reserve. It's a pretty large list, like 30 international players you can have the rights to at any one time. And one team, the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, they actually have... All three of these players, they have Colin Kaepernick. All right,
1: right, stop right there. Who thinks of these names? I mean, Tiger Cats is their <laughs> nickname. Kind of redundant, <laughs> right? Because isn't isn't a tiger already a
0: cat? Yeah, I mean,
1: Tiger Cats. <laughs> you actually kind of make it sound little tigers. You know, you they sound more fierce but you call them the tiger cats and they sound like they've turned into like a house cat
0: <laughs> a little uh, uh, with, Man, you know that's come? canadians though they needed to tame it down or their fans wouldn't show up where be, is hamilton
1: be... canada anyways i have
0: no idea <laughs> i'm not even going to pretend i know where that is
1: <laughs> but they good this... thing they won't be listening and
0: <laughs> sorry to all our, about us. our fans up north that we're offending <laughs> but anyway so this team hamilton uh, Tiger Cats, they're part of the Canadian Football League. They own the rights to Colin Kaepernick, Robert Griffin III, and
1: Johnny Manziel, an interesting trio. And Well, all right, so just take that in mind, and you think that they must have their offense. Their offense must be schemed similar to that to have those types of players, because those players are known for their mobility. Very true. And they're running, and uh, so they, I don't, I, again, I have no, know i didn't even know this team existed until yeah. a minute ago but they must have uh, their offensive scheme designed to have a running, that, running that's an interesting
0: point to bring up i didn't even i didn't even think about it i just knew that i mean if every team has a list of 30 international players you can claim rights to you're gonna have a lot of guys on there so but uh, i i've never even i don't think i've watched any canadian football i know their super bowl is called the gray cup and i don't know how i know that
1: the the only time I've watched Canadian football was during the, I think it was nineteen eighty three NFL strike The and lockout. They, <laughs> they no it was uh, was it? I think it was a strike. Oh, it was a I was. don't think they liked, locked them out. I think there was a strike. Oh wow! And they uh, they were showing Canadian football on.
0: I think they TV. still have the the goalposts at the front of Canadian football. Well their their
1: field is wider. Is it? Yeah, it's this wider oh, field and they I think they can play with 12 players and the what? wide <laughs> receivers can run up to the line before uh, can, the snap.
0: Cuz I knew they could do that in arena football.
1: Yeah. League, so. They can do it in the Canadian football as oh, well. Oh
0: man, what a Man, we talk about McGregor Mayweather being a circus. <laughs> this is not how this game is supposed to be played.
1: <laughs> yeah, so there's 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 more differences than most people recognize between the games. But again, I haven't watched it in 30 probably years when uh, there was a strike. And it was, you know, well, and you're what's... pretty desperate. It's like watching, you know, daytime television to watch <laughs> Canadian football. In fact, <laughs> even to show it on television was, uh, you know, that the... I don't think they would show it today if if the teams were on strike. I think they would find other things to show. I think they, they, they would, would not just
0: replay the season before or that, or
1: <laughs> they would find other sporting options to show. You know, obviously until baseball was done, they could show baseball, maybe hockey, basketball, something other than Canadian football.
0: Well, what's interesting about this team is
1: uh, it sounds like they're not
0: super like sold on Manzel. It sounds like Johnny Manziel wants to play for them, according to, to what I've read here. But it sounds like they're not super sold on on signing him yet. They're impressed with his skill level. But with Johnny Manziel, there's always a, the the question of, is he going to show up for the game or not? Or is he going to still be uh, partying with LeBron James or somewhere else in the country? But interesting, this team is also the team that they were uh, very close to hiring Art Briles as an offensive coordinator until their, their fans and uh, players and um, just other people in the community spoke out against it. Art Briles being, of course, the head coach for Baylor University when all the sexual assault cases happened, and uh, he got fired for not doing his job more or less in controlling the football players. So that that's very interesting. They have they they just recently didn't uh, hire Art Briles, and now they got Johnny Manziel, who is accused of beating up his girlfriend and uh, been accused of being drunk and not caring about football. So I'm not not sure what the this team is thinking.
1: Well, uh, they've got a lot of problems because they're also 0 eight. <laughs> 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 so their 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 judgment is impaired in all sorts of ways.
0: You know what? Google who the owner is. He might own the the the, the Browns. <laughs> they yeah, that's that's a pretty inept team and they're going after the same guy that Browns got rid of. I think uh, the last thing We'll talk about today, uh, this week, is the Isaiah Thomas trade. I know we touched on it last week, but it actually didn't get finalized uh, until I think this yesterday, I think it was Wednesday, in the, the later hours of Wednesday they finalized it. And the Celtics actually sent them another a second-round pick, which I thought that was interesting because I, I didn't see any reason for either side to do anything, to change the trade, uh, even with Isaiah Tam- Thomas being maybe slightly hurt. But did you see what second-round pick it was?
1: Uh, I think it was the Miami Heats.
0: Yeah, for 2020. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's way off. Yeah, three, uh, they, it was funny because they said it could potentially be LaMelo Ball. That's his age bracket is three years from now. I don't know. Maybe he, he doesn't do as well in college. You, so in you fall. think he's
1: going to be a second-round <laughs> pick? I, that, I'm
0: just saying that's his age bracket. <laughs> you have to look at the guy's his age. I just thought it was a, an interesting coincidence that – he would be in that draft uh, most likely, and so I—I I don't know what. How do you feel? Do you think? Do you think uh, the the Celtics come out of this better, m- worse off than before? Or the mean, with be-
1: the sending an additional second round pick, I mean
0: that's obviously a loss for them. But do you think? Do you see it as being any more helpful to Cal- the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh,
1: I don't think it r- makes most second round picks don't even show up on the on the roster after a year or two. Uh, I don't know that you it really. You don't think adds... it'll be the next Draymond Green? No, I don't think so.
0: Or the next Isaiah Thomas?
1: <laughs> well, Isaiah Thomas didn't. He may have gotten drafted by a team, but he's not be starring for that team. So I think that also speaks to where those second round <laughs> picks may take a little time to ripen before they're ready for the NBA, and it's not going to be with the team that drafted them.
0: Yeah, I, I know I said this last week, but I really think it does come down to one of those picks, whatever those picks end up being. Because right now they swapped point guards. One's a little younger, a little better uh, in Kyrie Irving. Uh, might be more healthy, too. And then they got Jay Crowder, who's most likely a starter on a lot of teams in the NBA, or at least a six-man or rotational player on the rest, even on the Warriors. He, very good player, great contract. Uh, the center, who I know nothing about. I know he was a first-round pick, um, anti-Zizich or whatever. And then now they've got this second-round pick. And they had the first round pick of the Brooklyn Nets, so I think it'll be really that Brooklyn pick, which will, which will make or break the deal. So we see, we'll see who they get next year for that.
1: Right. I, again, I I always think when you're looking at uh, trades, when you're you're the team that's getting more numbers back, it's usually meaning that you're not getting the same quality, <laughs> you know. Very very good
0: observation. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to. We can talk about it next year in, in or in April, twenty
1: eighteen. We'll see who they pick. Well, we'll yeah. see also where they draft since it's an unprotected pick, and they. It's Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they'll they have to see where the ping pong balls right. land. <laughs> Probably, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team next year, but I could be wrong <laughs> no. there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's going to be top three for sure. Uh, maybe as high as one, but uh, we'll have to see. Yep. I think that's all for this
1: week. All right, signing off.